what's going on? It's Eric with the Fort Worth Music Academy. Welcome to episode two of season two of our podcast. And today I want to talk about the band Tool. Yes, they came to Dallas the other night and I got to see them live at a sold out show at American Airlines Center in Dallas, Texas. And it was quite Inexperience. I don't know if it was better or worse than other concerts I've been to, but it was uniquely itself. And I always like things that are unique. But I am a little befuddled as to why Tool are as popular as they are. Now, before we get into that, let's do just a quick bit of news. Number one, we have a summer camp fair coming up on Sunday, February the 23rd from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. at All Saints Episcopal School. Um, that's being put on by DFW Child. So we will be there promoting our summer camps. Um, we will also that same day, I don't know why we're doing this, Sunday, February 23rd. I mean, I don't know why, I know why we're doing both of these things. I don't know why we're doing them both the same day. Sun, it's just how it happened. Uh, Sunday, February 23rd at 4 p.m., uh, we are doing a show with the amazing band, The Cutthroat Finches. They are a DFW-based rock um, I, indie rock, maybe you could say indie rock band, rock band. And I love them. I love their music. Uh, Sean Russell is a singer and I'm, I absolutely adore him. And, uh, they have agreed to play a show with our students. So w- we're going to be playing a 10 song set with the band. We're going to, it's going to be a cutthroat finches show, but for each song, they're going to be inviting up one of our students to perform with them, a different student for each song. So very, very excited about that. That's happening at Mass, Maine at uh, Southside here in Fort Worth. And then also what we have going on is Sunday, March 1st at 3.30 p.m., I believe, um, at the Ridgely Lounge, we are doing a Kids Rock concert. Okay, awesome. Um, Let's talk about Tool. Tool is a band I have never really been a big fan of, um, but I, I never disliked them. I just never really got into them, but they definitely rose to prominence when I was a kid and uh, back in the, the mid-90s, and I had no idea that they were one of the biggest rock bands in the world. If you were to ask me, Eric, who's the biggest rock band in the world, I would say for sure the Foo Fighters right now in terms of like modern bands that have rose rose to prominence in the last 30 years i would say the foo fighters and by the way that's i don't know between that and carly rae jepsen those are the two best concerts i've i've ever been to i think um foo fighters best rock concert i know i know a lot of people will give me grief for saying carly rae jepsen but i'm telling you boy what a fun dance party that is it's it's just a great time and i think a lot of rock musicians underestimate how fun a pop concert can be. Um, So anyway, back to Tool. Um, I've always gotten along really well with people who are fans of Tool. A lot of my close friends throughout the years have been big fans of Tool, even though I am not myself. So it's kind of like, well, maybe I should give these guys more of a chance because I tend to get along well with people who also like this thing. Um, And... I had some some friends, a couple of dads uh, at the the school that my kids go to, uh, say, "Hey, we've got a chance to to get some really nice seats um, for this show. We've got kind of a connection. This is how much it's going to cost. We can get it before they go on sale. Let me know if you're in." And I was like, "What the heck? That'll be fun. I like you guys. Let's uh, let, give us a chance to hang out." 
And uh, so I agreed to it and listened to a little bit of Tool beforehand in, in preparation. I'm like, this is cool stuff. Um, it's not necessarily something I would want to listen to all the time, but I like I like what they're doing. I like their their shtick, their themes, and they are uniquely themselves. And I always love a band where when you hear them, it's like, wow, there's really not another band that sounds like this. You can tell when it is that band or it's somebody trying to be like that band. And so I, I don't know if there is anybody that is quite like Tool. I mean, I think the closest thing I can think of in my ignorance would be maybe like like an Opeth. Um, so I don't know. I'm curious to know what, what you guys think, if, if I'm totally wrong about that, but that's my perception. My other perception is that Schism, the song Schism by Tool, is maybe if not the most iconic, one of the most iconic bass lines of the last 25 years. Um, you know, other iconic rock bass lines might be by, like, Flea of Red Hot Chili Peppers, like Californication, um, or, or th- things like that. So um, I'm curious to know what you guys think. What, what else would be the most, like, iconic bass lines of the last 25 years? So... I figured, you know, they're probably playing House of Blues or, or something like that. You know, a solid band with with a um, long history, dedicated fan base, and, uh, you know, probably a, a place like that. A lot of bands I really like um, consistently play House of Blues and pack the place out. And to me, that that's an amazing level of success, is just to be able to do that for 30 years, even if at first you were doing arenas or whatever, to, to be able to just not completely fade away um, is, is really, really an accomplishment. Um, but when I was like, oh, wait, this is an American Airlines Center, the arena where the Dallas Mavericks play, um, I was a little surprised. And then when we got there, the place was packed. And to find out that it was a sold-out show and that it sold out in like half an hour or something ridiculous like that. I'm like, this is the same place that Taylor Swift played. And I just, I wouldn't have guessed that as many people were into Tool as Taylor Swift. I'm not saying Taylor Swift is better than Tool. I do like Taylor Swift. But I would not have guessed that um, Tool was as popular, uh, especially over... 30 years and only putting out six albums. That's a, that's an average of an album every five years. And most big bands are doing that every, every two years, um, three max. So the fact that they've had that kind of longevity, even with the little output that they've had, I mean, it's been a what, like 13 years since their last album, something crazy like that. That's, that's unreal. So maybe that's part of the, the appeal. Um, so a quick review of the concert. The concert was, was really great. Um, I, I couldn't believe how much Danny Carey, the drummer, was kind of the focal point of the band. Um, Maynard, the singer, really just kind of hid in the shadows, and they didn't have any cameras on him. All of the lights and displays and uh, video were just of uh, animations and and. Um, artwork, things that were there to accentuate the performance. Whereas a lot of times, like when I saw Van Halen, there was like video of the band playing, like so you could get close-ups of them. And uh, this was not the case here. So I saw pictures later and Maynard was 
decked out in some crazy stuff. His mohawk and his weird eye makeup and um, just, yeah, he, he, he looked very eccentric. Um, and yet you, you couldn't see him at all. And he was hiding in the shadows. So I'm kind of like, what was the point? He may as well have just been dressed the way I'm dressed. Nobody could, could see him. Um, but he, uh, I mean, it was, that was still fun. So that surprises me. The fact that the person who is normally the front man is hiding in the shadows and the drummer really is the centerpiece of the band. I can't think of any other bands where that is the case. I mean, in, in Rush, um, Neil Peart was, I, I think you pronounce it Peart, not Pert. I've always said Pert. I think it's Peart. I could be wrong. Let me know um, how to correctly pronounce his name. Uh, he was probably the most famous member of Rush, I think, but th- as that power trio, I mean, Getty Lee, Alex Lifeson, it's, it's not hard to know all the members of that band because they all bring something different to the table. And that's kind of what I think of when I think of Tool as like the, the rush of metal. Very unique, very niche. Well, I would have thought very niche in terms of their fan base. Um, where, but where the, the drums, the bass, and the guitar are all pretty equal in terms of their importance to the band. So I was surprised to find out that Danny Carey, I, I guess, is, is kind of the focal point of um, the group. Um, the other thing I noticed is that this is a band where each instrument and each instrumentalist has, like, self-actualized, you could put it. Like, from a, uh, I don't know if this is psychology or sociology. I guess it's psychology, but... Whoever, was it Carl Jung or someone who came up with self-actualization where you really become the you you're supposed to be or whatever? Uh, and I felt like listening to each of these musicians, were they the most virtuosic? Did they, uh, you know, Adam Jones on guitar, does he do the flashiest stuff? No, but they all had an incredible tone. It was mixed very well. And I feel like they have each become who they were supposed to become as players. And they said, like, this is who I am. And I feel really confident with it. Um, and they each bring something unique to the table. And, and I thought that was impressive. I really dug that about the band. Um, their, their sound is so dark and brooding. And their imagery is so creepy not in a bad way, but in a way that I would think would be very niche. It would appeal to a much smaller group of people and not be as widespread as something very, um, you know, happy and let's get together and have a big party like a Taylor Swift or a, a Katy Perry kind of, kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Um, even other rock bands. I feel like rock bands tend to promote this kind of like party vibe of like, hey, let's get together. We're going to have a big party. And I feel like Tool is like, no, come see us, but don't see us, experience us. And it seems like something that would be done at like a small independent theater. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, those people, they, it really was like 10,000 fists pumping. I don't know, there's probably like 40,000 people there, but just thinking of the album title. Hey, Oh, um, it surprises me that they are as popular as they are, but it's cool. And it gives me hope. And, and it should give all of us hope that if you have a strong enough vision for what it is you are trying to create, 
it doesn't matter how weird or bizarre it seemed. I'm sure Tool seemed really bizarre to a lot of people back in, I think they formed in 1990. Um, and I'm sure at first people were like, what is wrong with you guys? Is it like, it's like y'all walked out of an alien movie and um, you're, you're trying to just create that vibe. Like that's not going to work. You can't be rock stars and do that. Uh, and, and it feels like Maynard is promoting this like anti-rock star mentality. Like, no, we're not rock stars. We're just vessels. And they had a strict no camera policy, which was, um, which was cool. It really allowed us to just experience the music, but I feel like that's very like anti-rock star and, um, and, and Maynard made fun of us. He comes out at the beginning and he goes, Dallas, presumably. And everyone goes, yeah. And he goes, huh? Sounds more like Houston. And everyone went, boo. And then he got quiet and he goes, Dallas. And everyone screams and cheers. And he goes, ah, work on it. (laughs) And I just feel like that's not the job of a rock star. And he's Maynard, and he hides, Maynard hides. It's like he's this anti-rock star. And I, part of me kind of wonders if that is what makes them so successful, is that they're they're so, like, anti-establishment that it just attracts flocks of people who also want to be anti-establishment, but in so doing, creates its own establishment and becomes its own worst enemy. So, um, all right, so that's my cue that it's time to <laughs> wrap this up. Thanks for joining me here today. I want to know your thoughts. If you're watching this on YouTube, um, just search Eric Barassa guitar or something like that on YouTube, and, and you'll find me if you're listening to the podcast. And let me know in the comments below or if you are um, watching, uh, if you're listening on the podcast, you can email me, info at fortworthguitaracademy.com. You can also call us at 817-420-6462. Hey, I'd be more than happy to chat. Maybe we can even have an event, have a roundtable, and discuss the philosophy of what makes Tool Tool. See you guys later. Have a great day.